Hello. We're glad that you've joined us, and we're glad that you're interested in spiritual things. My name is Ethan, and I work with the Venice Church of Christ. We're Disciples Making Disciples on the west side of Los Angeles. And you can learn more about us from venicechurchofchrist.org. Today, we're glad that you're with us as we conclude our investigation of some of the wisdom that we can gain from the preacher in Ecclesiastes. The preacher says in Ecclesiastes, beginning in verse 8 of chapter 11, So if a person lives many years, let him rejoice in them all. But let him remember that the days of darkness will be many. All that comes is vanity. Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart in the sight of your eyes, but know that for all these things God will bring you into judgment. Remove vexation from your heart and put away pain from your body, for youth and the dawn of life are vanity. Remember also your Creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days come and the years draw near of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened and the clouds return after the rain, in the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men are bent, and the grinders cease because they are few, and those who look through the windows are dimmed and the doors on the street are shut, when the sound of the grinding is low and one rises up at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of song are brought low, they are afraid also of what is high, and terrors are in the way. The almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper drags itself along, and desire fails, because man is going to his eternal home, and the mourners go about the streets. Before the silver cord is snapped, or the golden bowl is broken, or the pitcher is shattered at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern, and the dust returns to the earth as it was, and the Spirit returns to God who gave it. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. All is vanity. Thus ends the sermon of the preacher. We see in verse 9 that he wrote many proverbs. We saw in the beginning of the book that he is king of Jerusalem, son of David. We recognize from 1 Kings 4.32 and Proverbs 1.1, this is Solomon. And he has can speak from experience. And this is the end of this whole sermon where he's been exploring the way things are under the sun according to the wisdom that God has given him. And he has seen all of these things done under the sun. And he has been vexed because he sees that in the end it all fades away. Everybody dies. Whatever you do will be forgotten after a few generations. Whatever monuments may build will be toppled. Whatever material gain you have accumulated will be used and or squandered by your descendants. That you could be wise or a fool and you will die. You could be rich or you can be poor and you will die. You could be the king or a slave. You're going to die. You could be the oppressor or the oppressed. You're going to die. And so in light of all these things, a preacher sees under the sun that everything is vanity, hevel, a breath, a wind, a vapor, and that it's striving after wind, that you're grasping at things, and you, as soon as you think you have it, it's gone. And we don't want to admit it, but he's right. It's the way 
the world works. It's the way that the pursuits that we seek after work. Now, the preacher has not entirely given up on everything. He still commends the value of wisdom. He commends righteousness. And here, he, he, he commends again joy. Th that, yes, everything is vanity. Everything is ephemeral. Everything is absurd. Everything is a vapor. But you can at least enjoy it while you're at it. You can enjoy life. You can enjoy uh, the life of your youth. You can enjoy the labor that you're doing. You can eat and you can drink and enjoy the, the joy that comes with that. It doesn't seem like a whole lot, but that's not God's fault. That's because we keep up the pretense of meaning in the things that we do, that they're going to have some kind of lasting significance. No, we just need to enjoy that feeling that we get from pleasure from eating, from drinking, from these things that we have done. And that's what he is at the end here, as he's getting to the end, he's, he's dealing with these matters of youth and of age. This arc of life. And he had just finished speaking about being able to enjoy the light of the sun. To enjoy the light of the sun while it is still out. While you are still walking underneath it. To enjoy that sensation, that feeling, which is very enjoyable. And so in verse 8, he, he says to enjoy many years. If a person lives many years, let him rejoice in them all. But remember that the days of darkness are many. So this is important, to, to enjoy all of the years. That Sure, there are going to be years that may not be very enjoyable, but you enjoy them because there's a whole lot more of that where you're going than where you're at. And to enjoy the process while you're at it. And he specifically says this to the young people. To follow their eyes and their heart. Which you think would be interesting in strange advice, because most of the time parents are trying to limit how much the children enjoy the eyes and the heart. And it's not that there's no limits here, because the preacher says very clearly, to recognize that God will bring you into judgment about this. So this is not a justification or excuse to go uh, and to engage in every single work of the flesh and sin you can find. This is no, in fact, excuse to sin at all. Instead... He's commending enjoying youth. That vexation should be taken out of the heart. That pain should be taken away from the body. Because the youth is a breath. It's a vapor. It's the dawn of life is very short. And so it should be enjoyed while you have it. It sounds kind of strange, but he's really saying to enjoy what you're not experiencing. You're not experiencing pain. You're not, you've got the full capability and the full power of humanity. This best time you're going to have in terms of strength, in terms of boldness, is now. Enjoy it. Make it work for you. It's actually a very empowering message. It has limits. It has its restrictions. But it's a very powerful message. But he goes back to this idea to remember your creator in the days of your youth before the evil days come. So... Why remember your creator in the days of your youth? Well, it's very easy to believe when you're young that you're invincible. That you are the one in charge. That you've got all the power. Because you you might think the world is your oyster. And that's where Solomon has 
remember your Creator, because days are coming. And when you're young, you never want to hear this. And this is not new. Every generation, when they are young, when they are teenagers, when they're in their 20s, even many when they're in their 30s, they don't want to hear this. Days are coming. And Solomon explains those days that are coming. And he says that the days will exist that you will say that you have no pleasure in them. That the joys of life have faded. And the reason for that has been going through a very evocative passage. They're evil days, he calls them. That They're difficult. The lights of the universe are darkened. Possibly that means that they don't see light as strongly, but that's kind of what probably illustrated later. Very well might just be that you don't leave house that much. You don't get to go outside to see the lights. But the clouds return after the rain. And think about that. There are times where you need clouds because of rain. You need the rain. Uh, here in Southern California, we desperately need rain. We need some clouds to come in and dump. But the whole idea is that when the clouds dump, the day needs to come where the clouds are gone and the sun can shine again and, and you can feel the reinvigoration of life. But what even happens to people when there are still clouds after the rain, where it rains and there's clouds and there's rain and the clouds and almost no sun? Uh, people who have experience seasonal affective disorder because of that. And that's the kind of thing that he's getting after, that life gets to the point where the sun doesn't come out again. Where there's problem after problem, or there's pallor after pallor, depression after depression, difficulty after difficulty. And it, you're looking for better days, but they're gone. Where today is better than tomorrow. Very difficult moment for anybody to come to grips with. And then we've got this extended view, where you've got housekeepers trembling, strong men bowing themselves, grinders becoming few and weak, and you know, this, there's all kinds of different flights of fancy about what this might mean in some kind of literalistic context, but what Solomon is doing very powerfully and evocatively is he's, throughout this passage, explaining the decay and degeneration process in the human body in according to its own perspective. So it's not, this is not an outside. This is not what a doctor is going to sit down and explain to somebody as, as their conditions. So this is a, almost a first-person narrative. The housekeepers tremble. That would be that ar- the arms would be weak and unsteady. The, the strong men bow themselves. The legs become weak and frail. The grinders' teeth become few and cease. Those who look out the windows are darkened. Those are the eyes. The doors are shut in the streets. Again, it was an occasion withdrawal or, or less talking or certain bodily functions not happening as effectively. The grinding and music dampened, and that's the loss of hearing. That one will rise up at a bird's voice. That's confusion or jitters in Ecclesiastes 12, in the middle of 3 and 4 now. There's fear of what is high and terrors in the way. There's less that boldness of youth is gone. There's greater fear and apprehension, less confidence about one's strength and abilities. The almond tree blossoms. Uh, there's this nice, beautiful whiteness to that. So he's talking about how the hair goes gray. A grasshopper is a burden. There's just weakness that everything seems heavier. Desire fails. 
if all of that is the process by which one is coming to the end. And that's one of the things a lot of people don't think about. They know that the day of death is coming in some specific future time. Especially America, we don't talk about. It. But what the reader is saying is, it's not just that you're going to be in the blossom of youth, and then you're just going to die. No, there's this whole process where you lose function. You lose function. You lose function. You lose function. And then you die. And you can see this, especially as we have developed the medical technology to extend life. Where, in Solomon's time, if you made it to 40, you probably were going to make it to 60. Only because to have made it to 40 meant that you not only survived birth, you survived the ravages of childhood illness, you made it to 5, you made it through teenagerdom, you made it through that period where, as a man, you'd have been maybe killed in war, as a woman, you'd have died in childbirth. You've made it to all that, maybe to 60. But even there, a rampant play going through will, will take, air, uh, take you out, or many other types of things to take you out. Now we've extended 60 to 80. 90, 100, and we're seeing this process ever more, where life is not a trajectory in one line, it's almost like it's a circle, that you go from being young and very dependent to the strong period of independence, growing independence until you're fully responsible, and then all of a sudden you start going and circling back around where you're getting less independence, less responsible, to the point where you might need to be fully dependent again upon caretakers until you die. We don't like thinking about that trajectory. We like the up, we don't like that idea of the down. And it, it hurts us to see our parents go through it. And we certainly don't want to think about the fact that we're going to go through that. But that's what the preacher says you need to remember in the days of your youth. This is what's coming. And of course, at that moment, life ends. A man goes to his everlasting home. The mourners are in the streets. They'd be professional mourners that would go around ululating because of the dead. The silver cord is loose. The golden bowl is broken. The wheel is broken at the cistern. The dust returns to the ground and the spirit to its maker. All of those are evocative descriptions of death, the separation of the soul from the body, the decay of the body back to the elements. Vanity of vanities. As we begin, so we conclude. Breath of breaths. Absurdities of absurdities. That's all it is. So what can we make of this? Well, in a world of binary expectations for youth, we do need the preacher's wisdom. Our culture idolizes the joys, the virility, and the aesthetics of youth. In fact, in our culture now we're seeing the extension of youth, what's called extended adolescence. There was a time when in your middle teens your life's path was set for you. Within living memory, late teens to early twenties, your life path was set for you. 
now that's mid-20s to late-20s and even into early-30s that we're seeing this extended adolescence. It seems that a lot of people in culture have absorbed the preacher's exhortation to enjoy life while young. And in fact, there's this expectation that youth are going to behave irrationally, dangerously, and licentiously. And, you know, adults, secretly or not so secretly, really yearn for those days of freedom and fun. Uh, it's idolized in movies. It's uh, the idea of high school or college and uh, the free-willing drinking and sex and carousing and all those parties. Uh, and even when it gets to the point where it's uh, socially shameful to participate in those, there's still the desire to do that. And everybody's grasping for youth. Uh, how many people with the middle-age crises where they get a new wife and or career or husband or sports car, they're trying to hold on to that being young, that invincibility, that just running as hard and fast as they can away from the daily, more evident aging process. But the preacher has perhaps some of the most balanced understanding of this time as anybody does. Because on the other side, you have the scolds who seem to want people to have absolutely no fun in life and to just do the responsible thing the entire time and to not enjoy it. And so the preacher says, enjoy youth. You'll be judged. You will be judged. And I recognize that what you think is an expression of freedom and fun could end up being very hurtful to others. And in fact, a lot of people in our lives, in our culture, in our world, are right now still experiencing lifelong pain that comes from uh, sex and its consequences, from abuse, from rape, from traumatic experiences from childhood because of people expressing having fun and, and, and being free. Uh, and that's why God will bring all these things you do into judgment, that, that our freedom is not licensed to go and hurt other people. That we do need to think somewhat responsibly about how we behave. That's always the case. But that, to enjoy it. Not to make youth out to be a horrible experience, because there's a lot of fun in youth. There's a there. It, it's a wonderful thing to wake up without pain and go to bed without pain. It's a wonderful thing if you put on a few pounds to just do a little bit of exercise and it all burns off. It's a wonderful thing to have the full flower of youth. But for youth to realize that it's vanity. In fact, the youth need to realize that this whole passage is about them. Because, sure, all of these signs of aging are there. But you don't have to describe that to those who are going through it. They're well aware that these things are happening because they're experiencing it. And how many people do you know, young people, who are older and they keep saying, if I had only known then, if I had only known, if I had only known, if I'd only known. Well, here's wisdom from you, for you. Listen to the one who knows, Solomon. Listen to the preacher because he's selling it. For, the days are coming when you want to lose weight and you're going to go to the gym and you're going to gain weight. Days are coming when you're going to want to just get outside and go at it, 
but you can't go that fast anymore. You can't push it that hard anymore. You can't do what you used to do. Days are coming when things you would remember easily are you'd struggle to find. Things you could do quickly just takes a lot longer. Days are coming when everything that you just take for granted now are going to get a whole lot harder or nearly impossible to do. Days are coming when all the things that you think are amazingly fun and all the things your culture says are things you should be engaging in and join to the hilt, or you will say, I have no pleasure in them. Days are coming. Days are coming. So enjoy it. It's not a guilt trip. They're going to come. But they're not today for you. So enjoy it. But while you're enjoying it, remember who you are and where you stand. Because you have a creator. That youth you're enjoying is not going to last. You can buy all the creams you want. You can inject all the Botox you want. You can color your hair a million times. You cannot arrest the aging process. You will be called to account for how you've lived your life. So we need to remember that we have this creator. Yeah. To those who are older, there's no reason to have to go into great detail. You know when you're getting older. You know when you start losing those functions. You know when things get more difficult, when you need to slow down, and when you need to, when your limitations start becoming very much in front of you. But even then, the preacher has wisdom that it's very easy to curse old age especially in our culture that has very little appreciation for age. But instead, the preacher says to take, find joy in all the years of your life. Rejoice in every day of your life. There are days where you're going to wake up and life is going to be miserable. You're going to be a lot of pain, you're going to be a lot of suffering, but you're alive. Days are coming when that will no longer be the case. And so we need to find joy. Find something to make life worthwhile because while you're young you can find reasons to make your life miserable when you're in middle age you can find reasons to make life miserable and when you're old you can find reasons to make life miserable but no but what's the point if it's all miserable you can also find joy as youth and middle age and in old age they need to try to enjoy life despite the limitations and despite the failing of pleasure So we need to remember that we are but dust. Whether we're 15, 25, 45, 55, 65, 85, 100, we're dust. All the strength and vigor of youth in all its forms will degrade and fail. We will return to the dust. That's why we need to remember our career in the days of our youth, because it's so easy to think we can put it off. We're invincible as a young you know, that we can always find a reason why I'll, I'll get to serving God when I'm done with school, when I get married, 
when I have kids, when the kids get a little older, when the kids leave the house, now that I'm retired. There's always reasons to push it off. That's very dangerous thinking because our life is a vapor. We do not know what tomorrow will bring. We could die at any moment. The Lord could return at any moment. Ecclesiastes 8, 7, James 4, 13 to 14. We could die tomorrow. Or the future may not be as bright as we'd imagine. Because just as all of our capabilities fade, that means our strength in serving will fade. And we need to remember our current days of our use that we are serving Him from the days of our youth. To build up those treasures in heaven. To work strong for His kingdom. And not to trust that whatever feeble efforts we, we're going to try to throw at the last minute are going to be in really enough to make up for, and for, for what we haven't done. Or that such will please the Lord when we could have been serving Him the whole time. The Lord is merciful. The Lord is long-suffering and patient toward us. But we should not infringe upon the kindness of the Lord. Because He is just as well. And that is why we do well. To remember our Creator now. And serve Him now. And that is the end of the matter. So we've seen what the preacher said about youth and age. Youth is a gift to be enjoyed, but it is not permanent. It is another vanity. That you pe young people ought to have fun, but recognize that judgment is coming, and they do well to live in light of the Creator. And the day is coming when we're going to go back to dust. But that's not the end. In Christ we have the good news that the dust that we return to will be raised again on the day of resurrection and that dust will be transformed from mortality and corruptibility in 1 Corinthians 15. And that is why we need to remember our Creator in the days of our youth because not only the days of death come but the day of resurrection and judgment is coming. And we want to share in the resurrection of life. We do not want to share in the resurrection of condemnation. So let us remember our Creator, enjoy what He's given us to enjoy, and live to obtain the resurrection of life. I'd like to thank you again for your interest in spiritual things. Maybe there's something that we've discussed that you'd like to talk about further in Ecclesiastes, about youth and age, or life, and maybe you'd like to talk more about the resurrection, about Jesus and the Gospel. Maybe you just need to talk about difficulties you're going through, or some problems in life, or anything like that. Anything that we can be of service any prayer request that perhaps would be of, of use, any way that we can encourage you, please let me know. Please contact me through my website, deverbalvitae.com that's www.deverbalvitae.com or there's also a, from the Venture to Christ online at venturechrist.org or on social media uh, Facebook, Instagram, Google Plus Twitter uh, at Venice Church of Christ or Venice Church. We again thank you. Have a great day.